Howdy, folks. My name is Marble, and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, my name is Ray, and my pronouns are he, him. And I'm Jupiter, and my pronouns are she, they. And we d- we didn't even get the wiki up for this one. We completely neglected. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I sent it. Here you go. Wow. Thank you, Ray. I have it up. I thought I pasted it. My, my B. No worries. No worries. Thank you. Sorry, everybody in chat. Sorry, everyone in chat. Sorry, everybody in our stream chat that's listening to this stream that we're doing right now. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, this week, uh, we watched episode, episodes 23, 24, and 25. Uh, not in a row, but we did watch all three of those episodes. And that's what this episode is. We're not going to make a habit out of doing retrospectives all the time, but this time we did. But this time we did, uh, and you know what? I don't think, I don't regret it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, we, uh, we, we decided to, uh, to cover the last three episodes, uh, all together. Uh, mostly, I'm gonna be honest, mostly just cause I'm moving very soon, uh, and, I uh, wanted to make sure that this season was wrapped up before I had to pack up my whole office. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we watched uh, the last three episodes of Lock Horizon season one. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, w- it was an ending of, of sorts. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I was watching and I could confirm it. It ended. Things ended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's so strange. Like, it's so strange coming off of the end of this anime because, like, this, I think, has been the most, like, highs and lows of of any, like, show that I've watched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the peaks of the show in season one are, like really high like there are some like genuinely cool things and then the lows are like so low and these last three episodes like didn't really hit either (laughs) for me it was middle uh, middle of the road ending yeah because it wasn't an ending Uh, yeah uh yeah like like i guess we should just get into it right like i i like sure about what happened Yeah. yeah right i will say though i don't know what happened i don't watch anime Yeah, I don't either. Ray, could you explain? Yeah, sure. So the last three episodes deal with the scale festival. Episode 23, we're not going to talk about because it doesn't matter. I mean, is there anything in here? I'm looking at the wiki. Is there anything in here? No, not really. I mean, like, kind of? Oh, Minori becomes an apprentice to Shiro. Right, yeah. Minori becomes an an official apprentice to Shiro. That is like a subclass that exists, is like, apprentice is uh, a subclass you can have where you... Uh, can copy abilities from the person that you're mentoring from, which is honestly kind of a cool mechanic, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then episode 23 is mostly just the festival is starting. Uh, folks are walking around, uh, just sort of checking stuff out. There's people that are mad. About things. Yeah, that's sort of like the only thing that happens in episode 23, right? So, like, yep. they have breakfast, and then Natsuku and, and Akatsuki are uh, doing quote-unquote food inspections, but really Natsuku is just eating. Haha, <laughs> that's silly and funny. Uh, yeah, Minori goes off to 
to because she's bored mostly she goes off to do some paperwork that's what i do when i'm bored yeah <laughs> i also do that when i'm bored minori i think you might need a hobby yeah i i am i'm so glad to be in a point of my life where i do not have to interact with paperwork at all pretty much yeah I, here's the thing is it's kind of messed up, but I sometimes choose to interact with like spreadsheets if I think it'll help me stay organized. And that's something I never saw myself doing. I hate spreadsheets Mm. so much. It's, it's like, it's like wild, like the, uh, the extremely like boring businessy things you get used to when you're just doing stuff online. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Uh, that's the thing is like, I feel like I'd have to do it. Well, I mean, I did have to do it more when I had an office job. uh, So I'm not complaining about the amount of spreadsheets I'm involved with. But luckily, it's it's like not many. It's not many. I'm I'm just I'm just surprised that I do them voluntarily, I think. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and at least like it's spreadsheets about things that you care about. It's not it's not you're dealing with yeah. somebody else's spreadsheets. These are your yeah. spreadsheets. And I could put like funny cusses in them because nobody's going to yeah. see them except for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Minori does some paperwork. Goes to Callison's office, which is a guy that we've seen around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rinesh is trying to set up a a party. Right. Yes. Rinesh is setting That's a party. Yeah. <laughs> She's trying to pop off now. <laughs> She's trying. What? I'm sorry. Was that funny? No, no, no. no. At at the banquet hall, loading her guns, ready to pop off. She's trying to pop off. She's she's really trying to pop off. Uh, I just read the. She is trying (laughs) to pop off, and we are preventing that. I just read the line at at a tomato restaurant. What is a tomato restaurant? (laughs) <laughs> just wiped out Tomato Town. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Rinesha is about to pop off in that tomato restaurant. They wiped out Tomato Rinesha just got down. I revive her. Now we're heading southbound. Something, something. Uh. Pleasant Park streets. Look at your map. Look at the mark sheet. Take me to your Xbox, Yugi boy. <laughs> we can be pro Fortnite gamers. We can, we can. There was no reason for me to bring Pegasus out of retirement, but no, I did No, there it. wasn't, but you know what? I liked it. I enjoyed <laughs> it. Uh, what? Hey, you know what? You know, now that we're at the finale of the season, we can finally ask the hard-hitting questions. Which characters in Log Horizon Season 1 would be pro-Fortnite gamers? Rudy. Rudy. Rudy for, yes, absolutely. Rudy, Rudy made the, the Fortnite song that's going around right now. Yes. Like, Rudy is the one who made and uploaded that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, Isuzu is a bard, so she probably helped. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she used Bard FL Studio, popped it open, and, and helped help Rudy make it happen. Yeah. R- uh, Rundle House Code and Isuzu probably has a last name. Creators of... Is it Chug Jug? Is that the thing? I keep hearing that around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's called Chug Jug. I'm okay. pretty sure. Um, I think that, uh, Shiro probably doesn't, he, he not only doesn't play Battle Royales, I think he only plays, uh, RTS games. Yeah, I think, I think, like, like, Shiro had, like, uh, a really big, um, (coughs) are you, are you okay? I don't know what happened. (laughs) Stay with us, Raymond. Stay with us, Ray. Ray, are you okay? I'm sorry for calling you Raymond again. That joke wasn't funny even when I used to do it. I don't know why it's not funny. You can call me Raymond. It's fine. I'm But it's not your name, Ray. It's not your name. 
It's fine. But it's not your... (laughs) (laughs) But Ray. But Ray. It's not your name. (laughs) It might not be my name, but it's who I am. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. Call me Raceif. Raceif? Raceif! Call me Ray Peppy. (laughs) Call me... Ramon. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, you mean the uh, you mean the the the, cat? the firefly from the princess and the frog? Yeah. No, well, I was. Uh, that's a much better poll. I was going to say the cat from Animal Crossing. Oh, I. That's. I'm not going to utter that fool's name. No, I had a friend uh, call me Ramon uh, because of Princess and the Frog. Oh, it was very cute. Ooh. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Rain. My pronouns are he/him. Uh, Natsugu ex- exclusively plays really gross dating sims. Also, I oh, just realized yeah. that. I want to. I want to assign everybody like their their gamer sonas. This like, is our episode twenty three description. Like, let's go. 100%. They all play. They yeah. all play MMOs. But like, whatever. Who cares? Right, like, you're you're a hundred percent right. Natsuku is like. Uh, Natsuku's the kind of guy who'll be like, actually, you know, the Honey Pop games have like, you know, there's some. <laughs> Yeah, they have some good story in them. They got some good story actually, in them. Honey you know? Pop is like the gameplay in Honey Pop is actually really good. You know, it's really engaging for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I play it for the plot. I'm in it for the plot. Uh, yeah, I I feel like uh, Nyanta. I feel like Nyanta. This like Nyanta is uh, he Final Fantasy fourteen. Well, <laughs> I feel like he he's into MMOs for sure, but. His other favorite genre game, I feel like, is, like, old-school point-and-click adventure games, like LucasArts stuff. Ooh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I'm trying to think. Marielle loves dress-up games. Yes. Yeah. And she's right for for feeling that way. She's 100% correct. She's the number one gamer and happy home designer. Yes. Yeah, Krusty, uh, uh, Krusty was, uh, he just happened to be online uh for the <laughs> apocalypse because otherwise he would have been trapped in call of duty <laughs> oh really i was gonna say he played a lot of dark souls oh Ooh, yeah he's like a dark souls gamer yeah not not that dark souls gamers are like that but he just happens to be a dark souls gamer no, yeah like he's he's like one of the dark souls gamers who isn't cool he's right. he's one of the dark right, souls right. gamers who says get good unironically princess renesha get good scrub and yeah. he will get in twitter arguments with people about uh, anyone who says that dark souls should have an easy mode he will fight them in real life yeah he's he's uh he's one of those people that will uh like, he has the game down to a science, and he'll PvP you off the entire map, even. And then dox you so he can email you a video of him destroying you off the map. Specifically for that reason and nothing else. I'm gonna... Just for the cyberbullying. <laughs> just just because. Um, I, I'm gonna give you a, a surprise answer here for Toya. Okay. Um, he's super into the Rhythm Heaven games. Oh, yeah, that, you know what? I, I see I, it. I vibe. I, see it. I vibe with that immensely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Not as Suzu, as you might think. Yeah, Minori plays Microsoft Excel. Yes, I love that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like she also, um, Minori would be really into flight simulators. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, and I'm trying to think, who are the other characters in the show? <laughs> 
What would Isuzu play? Because, like, music rhythm games is too easy. Akatsuki. Assassin's Creed. So easy. So easy. So easy. I feel like Akatsuki, Assassin's Creed for sure. I feel like she also uh, was uh, really into Thief. Mm. Which one's that? Uh, oh, it's a, Thief is a old, like a old school, like first person immersive sim type game, Ooh. uh, that is literally a, ju- a just about sneaking into houses and stealing their stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, Isuzu played creative Minecraft exclusively. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, okay. Is that everybody? Have we got everybody? What did we say Shiro play? Did we say Shiro? No, we didn't. Yeah, I think no, Sh- no, Sh- I did. Shiro said, Shiro plays RTSs exclusively. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But also Minesweeper, also also for Sweet Solitaire. Yeah, I, I was going to oh, say that, yes. that Shiro did have a moment where he was uh, was like a, a major like StarCraft player. But when he got to like famous, he uh, he backed out of the scene. Yeah. yeah. Too much yeah, pressure. Yeah. Who um. Hey, question for the two of you. Who's who's the biggest uh, Kingdom Hearts fan out of the cast? Hmm. I'm projecting, but Rudy, I think. Yeah, I I actually I That makes sense. I do think Rudy. He he believes in friendship and stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. Who was like a decent Kingdom Hearts fan and was like, "Oh, Rudy, you'll like this." Toya, I think. I think Toya. Yeah. yeah. Here yeah, here's the yeah. thing. Like like yeah, Rudy Rudy like is one of the only characters in the show that is like actually optimistic about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I I I think that that, that I think that, that makes so much sense. Oh, and Rhaenesia has the highest score imaginable in Robot Unicorn Attack and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you're right. I was gonna say I I love that. That is perfect. I was gonna say maybe uh Dance Dance Revolution. That's okay, mm-hmm. so it's DDR and Robot Unicorn Attack. Yeah. And like when she yep. plays DDR, uh it doesn't matter what the BPM of the track she's playing is, she mutes the song so she can hum to herself, always I wanna be with you <laughs> and make believe with you and live in harmony, harmony, oh, love. <sighs> She's also into Tamagotchis. Oh my god, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah she yeah. has like one keychain that has like 50 Tamagotchis on yeah. it. Like it's just, it looks like an orb from afar. Yeah. Don't be mean to me. I'm not mean, I'm jealous. Okay. I'll send you a Tamagotchi orb. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Sentence it. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, so that's... Oh, and then episode 23 ends, and it's just like, oh, the people are the people of the land are being slightly annoying. I bet we're at war. This is just like an attack on our entire way of life, because people are angry about standing in line for too long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the drama. The drama of uh, that's that's episode twenty three in its entirety. All right, episode twenty four. Chows. Chow. <laughs> so Sonic the Hedgehog appears through a portal and says, "Here, take these chows." And then the whole plot stops, and everybody just has to take care of a chow. Now. Everybody goes to the chow garden. Yeah, it's just a chow garden anime form. <laughs> 
That would be that would be so relaxing. Can you imagine a Chow Garden anime where you just got to like it, it's like it's like it's like when you're like having a bad day and you just pull up Cat Parade and watch it. It's just like that. You're just like staring mm-hmm. at a Chow Garden. Oh yeah, like like no plot, no plot, just no Chow plot. Garden. Nothing bad ever happens beyond like uh oh, one of the Chows stole one of the other Chows' fruit. Uh oh. Oh, he has to replace it. Okay, what actually happens in this episode? I'm sorry for that derailment. Wait, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention during this one. I thought it actually was the Chow Garden. I mean, technically. Yeah, so, uh, uh, well, we can just, uh, uh, you know, we can just read from the synopsis. Uh, Shear believes that the people of the land led by the newly arrived Lord Sonic the Hedgehog, a merchant nobleman from Westland. Hey, everybody, it's me, Sonic from Westland. (laughs) I'm here to mess up your everything. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, so this episode is basically just, um, uh, there isn't, like, this is honestly one of the shortest synopses we've seen for an episode of, uh, uh, of the show, uh, but basically all this episode is, is Shiro noticing that, uh, that there are all these sorts of problems going on throughout the festival of like, you know, minor things of like, uh, uh, paperwork being misfiled or, or like minor tax fraud or, uh, people complaining about stuff or whatever. Um, just really minor stuff. Um, but it's all piling up and Shiro is convinced that it is a intentional attack by the people of the land on Akihabara, which, to be honest, the more and more this episode went on, the more and more it just read to me as, like, Akihabara having, like, a systemic issue of not being able to, you know, handle this influx of people and then blaming the people for arriving, you know? Yeah, I guess. Because, like... To be honest, like, Shiro makes this whole point about how, like, there's no connective tissue onto why, uh, onto any of these attacks. It's just, like, attacks. Like, it's literally just, like, uh-oh, a cartwheel fell out, you know? Uh, or a bunch of pizzas got delivered to a place on accident. Yeah. And Shiro's just like, there's nothing connecting all of these things. I know that must mean that, uh, that... Uh, all of their attacks are random, but I don't know, like, as the episode went on, it was just like, you know, you you hear from other characters and it's just like, you know, oh, we, you know, don't have enough people, uh, you know, sorting this out. We don't have enough people sorting this out. And I don't know, it like could go either way. It does seem to me like- Go ahead. Oh, okay, oh, oh, oh. should (laughs) should I talk now? Uh, I'll just finish my little sentence and then Joy, you can go. Well, okay, I guess I'll talk later, okay? Yeah, it's okay, yeah, yeah. Thank you for, thank you for, uh, thank you for waiting. Thank you, uh, for, you know, we have to, we have to form, like, an orderly line, you know, of the three of us to make sure that we're all, yeah, you know. All right, sounds great, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I don't remember what I was saying. Could you go? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, I was gonna say that, uh, it kind of seemed like, uh, you know, like, Obviously, it's possible that there was some kind of, like, organized effort to make the round table look bad or something. But, uh, it kind of mostly just seemed like, like, Shiro was overwhelmed and didn't know how yeah. to manage, like, 
complaints and stuff. Right. Like, like this is the whole like problem with like a top down sort of like look on, uh, like society is just like, if, if it's like one person's job to make sure that everything in a city goes well, you literally can't pay attention to all of the small problems that like happen all the time. Like, it, if you're only looking at things through a bird's eye view, you are going to miss, like, the actual, like, individual feelings and problems uh, that are happening because you're trying to, like, come up with, like, a broad pattern of why all of these things are connected. When really, you could just be having a bad day where things are just unor- like, like, I don't know, like, go to a convention. I mean, don't, now. Like, wait, <laughs> wait. I but- want to go to a convention. Wait, there's a convention? Can I go to the convention? I want to go to the convention, please. <laughs> but, like, every single convention I've ever been to, it's just like, yeah, this is, like, chaotic and maybe a little disorganized, but, like... Yeah, and if you didn't pre-register, you're going to be waiting outside in the cold for eight hours. Right. Like, I don't know. Sometimes things are just badly organized, and you just have a whole day or multiple days of failure. I don't know. It doesn't read as a intentional malicious thing to me. But it was. Apparently it was. Apparently it was. In my opinion. It was actually organized by me. The uh, the last two episodes (laughs) of the show, Ray, you may have noticed this before I saw them were much, much different, but I sort of like... Yeah, I'm still confused where the child's garden went. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Joy, I'm I'm so surprised that, you know, that this episode was originally about Sonic and then you changed it. Like, why... Well, I, I thought it would be fun to just sort of, uh, you know, write my own ending for it. I have, uh, I, you know, I, I've, I haven't been one to dabble in fan fiction very often, but I figured if I do this, then, well, no one can stop me, I guess. And that's, <laughs> and the rest is history. Oh. I exclusively do things because people can't stop me from doing them. <laughs> you know and what? that's it. That's fair and valid of you. Here's my takeaway on this whole chaotic event. I would love to hear is it. that, And I think you're also right, but I also think what they're implying here is that Malvis and a few noblemen from Westland were like, we're going to cause chaos uh, and the people of the land, the commoner, should join us, but didn't give a specific plan. So everyone was just kind of freeforming it the whole time, just doing chaos. I mean, here's here's my like... So it could be both. I I guess my, like, counter-argument to that is that if it was a deliberate attack, wouldn't there be nothing that you could do to stop it from, like, continuing? Like, and also, if it was a deliberate attack, then what is, like... Then why would individual people be like, yeah, we're going to go to this festival and deliberately have a bad time. We're going to deliberately wait in long lines to have a bad time at this festival as an attack. I don't know. It just, that seems so weird to me. Unless it was organized by Prince uh, Mavis Beacon Teaches Typing, um, because I thought that was what they were trying to imply is that he was trying to cause some kind of specific big big structural issues. Malvis said, we're going to cause chaos, but didn't give a plan. So everyone said, okay. I mean, uh, and I'm just saying that like, I, I just can't imagine a nobleman 
like saying to me, hey, so I know that you've been looking forward to this festival. I want you to go wait in line for a long time and just have a really bad time. And for me to be like, yes, yeah. that's a thing well, I'm going Shiro to do. Well, Shiro mentions that too, is that uh, Mavis Beacon teaches typing doesn't really seem like the type to come up with like a solid attack plan like that. Yeah, I like like it is definitely clear that that Malvis was like we we haven't even talked about Malvis, but Mal it's clear that Malvis was like clearly being malicious intentionally. I just don't know yeah. that broadly people were. That's fair. Who wants to talk about the, more of this episode? Who uh, wants to talk about uh, Minori doing more Excel spreadsheet? Minori had some paperwork, and then she was like, <laughs> <laughs> pathetic. You're challenging me. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> and then she did the paperwork. So fun fact, Minori is the actual villain in glasses. She's just been wearing contacts this she whole time. Has, she's the villain in contacts. <laughs> she's the villain in contacts. <laughs> she's Allison's like, wow, I heard about the villain in glasses, but Minori, she's on a whole nother level. She She's the villain in Contacts, and that's like this stinger before the episode ends. Uh, she she pushes up her just on the bridge of her nose. There's nothing there, and her contacts shine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that would be scary. It would be. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Um. What's Shiro's answer? Right. Do you uh do you want to do because we mentioned Malvis. Do you, do we want to talk about Malvis? Malvis is a really rude boy yeah. from the West. Uh, he's he's a nobleman who is here to literally just give Rainesia a bad time. And I hate him so much. Yeah. Yeah. He like literally like. He comes in on his big boat and says, Rainesia, I'm here now. Didn't you know I was here? I told you I was here. You got the paperwork that I was here. You silly little girl. I'll sniff your hair. I'm going to throw wine everywhere. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yucky, ew. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. really understand also fully, and maybe this is for s- season two, but like, I feel like I don't really understand what Mavis Beacon teaches typing's motivation even was in the first place. Like, why was he there? Literally just to give, just to give Runeshia a bad time? Is that literally so- it? There's there's a very bad conversation in the episode about how the the Westland is di- different from Eastol. Eastol is where Renesha is from, but Westland, which is where Nerea and other then the and you know that weird girl, that strange girl, is from. So Westland does some some of the noblemen from Westland didn't like how Eastol was getting close to the adventurers. So that's why Mavis Beacon, Prince of Persia, is here. Oh. But it's not clearly defined. What a coward. What a clown and a coward. Oh my god. Yeah, like like he arrives uh in his in his big fancy boat, uh, with and he like walks into the party with like a couple of like adventurer guards. Mm-hmm. That really just like are there to antagonize the rest of the people in the uh in the party, like at the party, just being like, you know, like a a guy comes up and is just like, hey, bud, don't worry about it. Wanna have some juice with me? Uh, and then gets knocked to the ground by one of the guards, uh, and Malvis Beacon teaches typing. Thank you. <laughs> L- uh, <laughs> Legend of the Zumbinis. 
says, like, oh, a commoner touching me. Uh, and he basically just does the that. The commoner didn't even touch him, though. The commoner was like, hey, do you want to have a drink? And the guy yeah. was like, <gasps> yeah, I mean, he's, he's like doing literally everything possible to be the biggest jerk in the room, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And he did it. He won. Yeah. He became the biggest jerk in the room. Yeah. And it seemed like partially he was like trying to like provoke an attack so that Westland. I was definitely listening when Ray said Westland. Could have like a reason to like go to war with the adventurers or whatever, because Malvis is apparently high ranking or what have you. Um uh but it doesn't work because uh Shiro happens, as usual. Ap- final episode time. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Oh, real quick, just a, as a quick sidebar, to solve all the chaotic minor disturbances, oh, right. Shiro says, Sojiro, can you and your guild just be cool? Thanks. Yeah, so he literally is just like, hey, Sojiro, but uh, you ate a lot of cake. So I think that means you're m- the most qualified to deal with this problem because of all of your cake eating. Uh, and he, uh, like, basically, like, just, cause Sojiro's whole deal is that he is, like, constantly surrounded by all of these, like, suitors, you know, uh, and so basically they're just sending people out to, like, flirt and be cute around people who are causing problems to pacify them, uh, and to, the whole thing is kind of, weird in a in a way i mean they don't like to to their credit like they kind of do bring it up bring up that it's weird but uh but we can get into that in a second yeah yeah why not now never actually i changed my mind okay we're never gonna talk about it no actually okay. final episode it's the fashion episode it's the fashion episode this was yeah, the that's best the only important thing that happened in the episode it really yeah it really it really is um uh, yeah, so, right, the last episode, it just ends with Shiro, Shiro, Krusty, and Mishitaka walking into the festival and being like, haha, we're here. And then this episode starts, um, and they, Malthus's whole thing is that he has a bunch of cargo, I drink water, I'm getting hiccups. Uh-huh. Hi, replace your water with hiccup water. Ah, uh, heck. Hiccup, hiccup. More like heck up. Uh, yeah, hecked up, Joy. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Malvis's whole deal is that he, like, has, theor- he supposedly has this, like, bunch of cargo that he brought in his big boat, uh, and he apparently set a letter ahead to, uh, to make sure that there was warehouse space to store it, uh, but, uh, but apparently Ranesha didn't get the letter and, and did a big heck up and, uh, uh, and then, and then Shiro, even though that's not true, even though none of that is true, and in fact, it's a big lie, Shiro walks up and is like, well, Princess Renesha, it seems like you really messed this one up, didn't you? Seems like you really- Looks like you screwed everything up, huh? Looks like you really just, like, ruined everyone's lives, Renesha. Anyway, Malthus, you're a liar. Like, it's- like, like, why is negging Renesha part of his plan? Why is that an important part here? Because it, and this is my take on it, and I'm not here to defend this terrible, terrible glasses boy. 
it it's a way to 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 lower Malvis's guard, and also Shiro is already the villain in a lot of people's eyes, mm-hmm. so it's an easy character for him to walk into. Sure, and then Malvis's guard is already down, and then Krusty says, "Malvis, you're lying." Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Like, like, like they to your point, Ray. Like they bring that up, like or um, uh, uh, Minori brings it up, like at the end of the episode of like, like Shiro. Doesn't it kind of suck to? to like do things that make everyone hate you uh and she was just like eh i don't know it's fine it's fine i never really thought about it i just kind of do my own thing yeah yeah i respect that in a way in a way (laughs) in a way i it's it's well i guess it depends because like if somebody said that i would be like yeah you go but also like sometimes shiro does just do mean things yeah it's like it's like Shiro, Shiro's not like just doing things that make people hate him. He's doing things that directly emotionally manipulate people to do the things that he wants. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he's just like, all right, well, you can hate me if you want, but ultimately it was fine, right? Uh, and I don't know, like the attitude is weird. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the sh- the show tries really hard to make Shiro like the cool guy, and he never is to me. That's fine. Where were we? I'm in my chair. Yeah, I'm also in my chair. Well, I mean, in the episode, uh, Malvis gets humiliated and leaves. Basically, is what happens. Basically, like that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think I think what happened is that uh is that Shiro it's not really explained but i think what happened is that shiro forged a letter in malvis's name he is a level high scribe right uh that uh was like pretended to be the letter that malvis sent uh and malvis was like wait what that's that is the letter what huh uh and uh and then mishitaka is like yeah, I mean our warehouses are full. The uh, the uh, roundtable warehouses are full, but you can use my warehouses uh, unless this whole thing was fake. And then Malthus is just like, so disrespectful. I'm leaving. And then he does, <laughs> and then uh, everybody laughs. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone clapped. <laughs> that Mavis Beacon sure, was sure. Albert Einstein. Shiro's sure, whole life. Is in in retrospect, every story that Shiro is a part of is totally like a a, a Tumblr and then everyone clapped story. Fashion show. Fashion show. Fashion show. Fashion show. Fashion show. Everybody does fashion show. Thank goodness. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the only part of the episode that is anything. Um, and it's very brief. It is literally just a couple of shots. Like you know, it's nighttime now. Basically, all of the problems have been resolved. Uh, and uh, at the end of the festival, they're having this big fashion show, and you see like all of the characters, all of the main characters of Lock Horizon, uh, in different outfits, uh, and they're all extremely cute uh i i love them all very much i gotta talk about rudy's outfit in particular uh because he is wearing a suit that literally in its color scheme and in the pattern literally just has a trans flag going down his chest and i i fully very much doubt that that was intentional but it rules anyway 
I'm taking it. And then everybody And then claps. everyone clapped. I'm everybody. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then Shiro has the conversation with Minori about how people don't like him. Blah, 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 blah. Shiro has a really weird dream sequence meet up with a strange lady when he was supposed to meet up with someone else. And it's all weird and cryptic. And we learn about the West. Yeah. I d- and she's really weird. I don't, I don't think it's a dream sequence. I said dream sequence-esque, sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it's very dream sequence but it actually happens. It's weird. Okay, this is like, it, it's a complete aside, right? Like, they're having this, uh, <laughs> yeah? I was gonna say, uh, we're, wait, we're, just to make sure I'm about to make the correctly timed joke, we're talking about the weird liminal space conversation he has with the woman we've never seen before, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, it- it was literally just like the the writers were like, oh, no, we're already at the end of the season one. And we've given so many girls that fawn over Shiro, but we never put in a, 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 a Yandere character. We never had the evil, <laughs> sexy, uh, dark, mysterious girl who like would probably kill somebody. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so accurate. They were though. like, they were like, we forgot. We forgot. What's funny is that the scene apparently in the in the light novels this this happens after everything else. I, that makes more sense. Instead of in between. That makes yeah. more sense to happen after everything else. It's Right. But do you remember that one lady who was telling that fairy tale about Log Horizon and Shiro? It's her. Yeah. It's her. The audience doesn't, our audience does not know this, so I'm explaining this for them. Yeah. Uh, this is her. It's, uh, yeah, they, uh, well, yeah, they, um, Shira walks into the room and, uh, like, she's at first wearing a, uh, like, a disguise, like a, you know, disguise self type thing, uh, where she is, like, pretending to be a people of the land, uh, and is that person that we saw the, uh, telling the story, um, uh, so, uh, now I was initially, I was gonna like make fun of her whole deal, but to be honest, that would be a little hypocritical because I do as a human being talk in almost the exact same way that she does. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that. We, are you kidding? We have like the exact same tone of voice. We don't say, like, we don't yes. have the same personality, but we yes. have the same tone of voice. Yes. Ugh. I love, can I just say though, I love that close up of her eye that was all detailed. I was like, yeah, that's the sh- yeah. stuff I love. Like, it's, like, it's, on one hand, like this, it's a scene that like almost could be cool, except that it's not, you know? <laughs> like, like we get this, like she's supposedly like her whole deal is that she is the leader of this guild called Plant Hewiden that, mm-hmm. uh, that at this point basically operates all of Westland. Uh, they have, like, fully, uh, like, uh, taken over all of the wealth and resources of the, uh, people of the land there, uh, and, uh, ha- at some point, like, forced all other guilds to shut down and merge with Plantewoden. And we basically get the sense that, like, 
to the Westland, you know, she is the, uh, the, like, the Shiro of Westland, essentially, in that, like, she has the capacity to do anything, you know? Um, and, you know, we're, it's supposed to set up this, like, moral difference between these two characters. Um, but it's, it's all just sort of out of nowhere and, like, Shira just like lore dumps everything that we're supposed to know about her. Her name is uh, Nuraha. Uh, she, he like info dumps everything about her. Um, and it's just like so, like we learned a little bit of Westland. We've had like a little bit of hints here and there that like that's, you know, what season two is about. But. I don't know. It's just like, it just feels so weird, like this far out of the gate to have this one scene where it's just like, all right, let me just fast track you and explain why this character is important. Yeah, there was literally just one scene signifying Shiro talking to his contact in Westland in this entire show. Right. And then they're like, okay, here's everything Shiro learned. I'm like, couldn't you have told us things along the way instead? Right. I I feel like this show, as well as Shiro himself, has some big communication issues. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe just a little. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, and yeah, her whole deal, like Joe is saying, is um, she she is very into Shiro. How do we know? How do we know? She just says it. She just says it. She just says it. She She just just says it. I'm into you. Yeah. I want you. Uh, It's just like, uh, okay. uh. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Like, she's, I guess, going to be the main villain uh, of season two. And Shiro literally says, like, like, nah, I'm not going to join you. We'd be much better as enemies. That's a normal thing to say, I think. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, well, we'd we'd get along so much better if we were mortal enemies. I don't <laughs> I'm going to start saying that to people. <laughs> Please, let me know how it goes. I'll try if I don't uh, end up in a in mortal combat first. Not the game, just li- the literal action. In the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd, I'd never join Mortal Kombat with a K. I I only do Mortal Kombat with a C. Got it. Thank you. Um what Shiro says no, and then that scene ends. Yeah, pretty much. And then we're like, okay, and then the show cool. ends, and then basically, and then the show's over. Basically, the show, and then it's dinner time. <laughs> yeah, they, literally, the last scene is they just have dinner. That's the last scene is like the whole guild once again. We see the whole guild together again. They're like, Shiro, whatever you decide to do next, we're doing it. And he's like. We're gonna change the world, and everyone's like, "I specifically remember them saying we should find a way to leave the game and come back to the real world." And he's like, "No, we should do something bigger." And then the credits roll. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like what? Yeah, Are we, uh, we don't care about going back to the real world anymore. Okay, interesting. Um, that's Lock Horizon, y'all. That's Lock Horizon. What do you think? Uh, that is Lock Horizon. The, I've noticed the, the last, the la- the very last thing that I want to say about this episode is just highlighting Rudy's part of the final scene. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of he just like. Uh, uh, he's like doing his usual thing. He's like, ah, if you, uh, if you need someone to hold up the back line, it'll be me with my wonderful magic. And then, uh, Asuzu's like, hey, Rudy, you, you have a stain on your shirt. And <laughs> he, 
bites back. It's a fashion choice. That literally was so funny. So that was funny. So, that was like actually was genuinely good. funny. Uh, Ru- Rudy conti- continues to be uh, the guiding light of this show. Um, yeah. I, that's, that's the show. That's the first season. That's what we, we've done it. We've done it, everyone. No reflection, no review. We're done now. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. You know, you know what, uh, this has been knocking around in my skull for a while. Uh, you know, uh, you know the meme if yeah. if if two astronauts were on the moon and one of them hit the other with a rock would that be messed up or what that meme is basically the show is <laughs> it, the writing is just like oh if if this happened would that be messed up or what anyway moving on <laughs> uh, i don't know it's like it's weird. I can't I can't say that I hate this show. I can't say that. No. Yeah. I just like there are definitely parts of it that I really hate, but broadly I can't say that I hate the show and like I think overall like there were more parts that were interesting than weren't. But yeah. the parts that mm-hmm. weren't interesting or good were ju- like like I was saying earlier. High highs low lows uh and like i don't know like i i don't know like it's it's i i i don't know that i've like come off of something like this and been like and just like felt so weirdly ambivalent you know like confused but ambivalent but like i don't know like i don't know where to put my feelings for this show it's like weird yeah joy what do you think I, I, I don't, so I, I feel like I'm easily impressed. This, this is, I think that's what this show made me feel is that I was easily impressed because on one hand, there was a lot of stuff here that made me like genuinely like a little like, Hey, this is sus. But then also there were these, these episodes where I was just like completely forgetting about all of that and just being like, Oh my God. Oh my God. What's going to happen to Rundle House Code? What is this? Oh my gosh. Wow. They totally just clowned on Mavis Beacon teaches typing right in front of him. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. I just, I, I guess maybe, maybe easily invested is a better word. I'm easily invested. So I, I would say I was invested in this. And honestly, um, since the last two episodes weren't as gross as they could have been, I kind of feel like I could watch season two (laughs) a little, a little, but you laughed just now and now I feel like I shouldn't do that. (laughs) No, it's just the, the fact that you just said the last two episodes weren't as garbage as I expected was funny to me. (laughs) That's all. No, just that they could have been, I mean, the one before it was really nasty. So I'm just saying like the the last few weren't nearly as nasty as that other one we had to do. I, the, this show, because Joy and Joy, you and I have seen a lot of anime. Yes. Unfortunately, unfortunately, um, at the same time, it means that a lot of the, the bad problematic anime things are here, but you and I are, have our walls up against them. I guess so. I would say. Yeah. But that doesn't excuse the bad things that happen, but of I course think you're not. both right that the, the very good parts of the show are very good, and that's why I wanted to share it with the two of you. Yeah. And I think it was worth... S- 
trudging through a lot of the bad. It was. It was worth it. Like, like I, I want to, like, I want to be clear. Like, I'm, I'm glad that I watched the show with you two. I am glad that we had this experience together. Uh, I'm glad that you introduced it to us, Ray. Uh, there, you're, cause you're absolutely right. There, like, there are a lot of things in this show, in this season that are really worth looking at, uh, and like are really excited. Like, like talking about this show is maybe more fun than watching it is, you know? That's fair. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, like, I, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad we watched it. I'm glad you introduced it to us. Uh, and yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but Ray, I mean, this is, you know, I sort of cut you off a little bit, but this is, you know, the, the, uh, severalth time you've seen this anime. What, what are you, what are you feeling on your most recent watch? Who? it's bad. <laughs> Aww. But it's, when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, it's yeah. bad. I still love the characters. I love the designs. I love like the, 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 the big story beats and the, and the world. The world is very interesting. And if you take away a lot of the characters that we're, we have, the show is interesting. Yeah. It's just when the show is trying to focus on, I feel like a lot of the show is trying to focus on the things that aren't interesting. Yeah, yeah. When I can't tell, and it's it's clearly not like setting up bigger things because we we hit those major points. We got the Crescent Burger. We got the People of the Land thing. We got Rudy. It's those are the fun, important things. But in between all of that is a lot of. I don't know, everybody. I'm going to buy the guild building with all the money we made with the burgers. And that's really cool. But also, I'm a capitalist. Right. Like, like it's it's a little bit, like, hard to get a scope for Shiro's, like, ultimate plan. Because he doesn't seem to have one. He seems to be improvising most of the time. And, like, if he does have a grand plan, he doesn't tell anybody, including the audience. Which yeah, and that I think that's like a storytelling choice that I don't know if I like or not. Yeah, like I don't like like this this anime uh, definitely has some writing problems in it. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, just a teeny tiny bit. Here's a few things I really liked about this show: Minori and and her growth as a character by itself, mm-hmm. for the most part. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we about. know. Um, Rudy. Rudy's entire arc. Rudy is perfect. Is fantastic. Ru- Rudy is perfect. Rudy is the only... The, Rudy and Marielle are the only perfect characters in this anime. Nightcore Man and the Lore of the World. Fantastic. Yes. Love it. Very cool. Fun fact, Nightcore Man was is in the end stinger of this episode, but we didn't see it. Oh, there's an end stinger that we didn't watch. Oh, well. Yeah, it's fine. He just says, hey, what's up? Can I come and hang? And... You're like, yeah. All right. That's literally it. <laughs> Nightcore Man shows up and says, can I come and hang? Uh, um, what What else? Like, just all the battle scenes, all the good battle scenes. The kids, the kids are very good. I wish that this show, frankly, wasn't about any of the adults. 
Yeah. I wish I wish the show Except Marielle. Ma- sure, we can have Marielle as like a yeah. Marielle could You know, we can have any of these characters as like occasional background characters. But like I would love it if this show was from the perspective of the dungeon kids. Uh yeah. their their stories are genuinely the most interesting. They're the most relatable, mostly. They, you know, have the most going on uh, and the most character growth. Like Sh- Shiro sort of like to be honest, from episode 1 to episode 25, Shiro is kind of the exact same character. You know, like I don't f- I yep. don't feel like we've learned a whole lot about who Shiro is more than we did in episode one, you know? Yeah. Um, and like with the dungeon kids, each one of them does have at least something going on and you know they clearly care about things you know where shiro is uh maybe a little bit nihilistic maybe a a, a little bit of a libertarian teeny tiny he <laughs> he can i can i also be uh, for real about this the the part of the show that has the least to do with anything is the fact that they are from the real world and got trapped in a video game which is weird that that's so unimportant i'm kind of into it though well it's such a big trope for a lot of the isekai shows that i like that they don't focus it on it on this one as much. That's fair. That's why I was drawn into it. That's fair. Because a lot of the shows are like, how do we get back? Ah! And this one's like, oh, we're rebuilding society through a capitalist lens. I'm like, okay, well. It's at least something. All right. Interesting choice. You're, you're trying. Interesting choice. I don't know. Like, I mean, to be honest, this is my first isekai anime that I've ever seen. Oh, I'm so glad you never saw Sword Art. Good for you. Well, I haven't seen most anime, so... I'm just saying specifically good for you for not (laughs) watching Sword Art. But, like, I don't know, like, I kind of wish, like, even if, you know, I I am honestly, like, okay with them, like, although, although, like, you know, like, no one makes decisions except for Shiro in this anime. But uh, I am, like, okay with the decision to, like try and stay in in the game and like make the best of it and you know not try and find a way out like you know i i'm okay with that choice but i think that i wish that we learned a little bit more about the individual characters and what their lives were like before they came into the game to like try and understand why they would uh, make or agree with that choice you know because it seems like to me, if I was stuck in a video game, I would very much most likely want to leave. Let me tell you about something called season two. <gasps> that, that's kind of exciting. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> fair, fair. Hey, Jupiter, remember all those things you wanted? Let me tell you a little something about season two. Krusty finally um, gets revealed to be Krusty the Clown? Yes. No, but we get less Krusty spoilers. <laughs> Uh, let's go let's go are we leaving log horizon is behind Log horizon is officially behind us now are we done are we free i think we're done (sighs) well no i'm never free sure (laughs) you can check out anytime you like ray but you can't ever go to the places california even (laughs) Uh, (laughs) okay well 
Thank you so much for listening to Deck of Friendship. This has been our Log Horizon season. Watch out for our next major season, where we will be covering the entire anime. It will be an anime. We will be covering the entirety of Mega Man NT Warrior, which I am so excited for. Um, you can, uh, find us on Twitter at Friendship Deck, uh, to get updates on all things, uh, Deck of Friendship. Uh, you can rate us on iTunes or anywhere on the internet. Five star reviews are super appreciated. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I would, uh, also say, uh, sharing this podcast with friends, uh, we don't advertise the show in any way. Uh, and, uh, you know, getting our our show out there word of mouth really is the uh, the best and uh almost only way to do it outside of like you know self promoing uh, other places you know um uh but uh but word of mouth really is like the the biggest and best and uh uh most efficient and effective way of spreading our show out to uh, as many people as possible and uh, we really appreciate any uh, support in that way. Uh, and uh, yeah, oh, you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash artdeckaspects, which is a joint Patreon between uh, this podcast as well as Artificial Ghost Radio and Enchanting Aspects, which, which are my other two podcasts. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, give us money over there. We would really appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, with that, thank you once again for listening to Deck of Friendship. And as we say every week, it's hard to believe it all started with something so simple as a tasty burger. <laughs> <laughs>